What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive, goal-oriented talk. So today on the podcast, I have Carmelia Ray. She is a celebrity matchmaker, guys. So, so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if you know me well, a lot of the people that listen to me know pretty much that I am obsessed with talking about relationships, talking about <laughs> the psychology behind it. So honestly, it's a thrill to have you here. Thank so you. first, I just want to start off with... Uh, how did you get into matchmaking? So oh, interesting. I ask that. I get asked that a lot. Of um, so I'm gonna date myself. I actually started in matchmaking in 1992. <gasps> this cool. is like 27 years ago, before Match.com, before Facebook wow. and social media. I had an ex-boyfriend said, "Hey, Carm, Carm, do you want to uh, work at a dating service?" And I'm like. Okay, sure. What wow. does that mean? Um, <laughs> I started in a call center. So I would call singles who had applied for this matchmaking company and essentially talk about relationships. And my job was to screen and qualify them before they came in and met with an actual matchmaker Wow! to see if they wanted to, you know, hire a matchmaker. And that was over 27 years ago you know, before social media. It's like the good old-fashioned way. <laughs> I miss that way. Yes, right? <laughs> Not that I was ever, I mean, obviously, I was too uh, in 1992. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but the old-fashioned way, traditional ways of yeah. meeting used to be bars, club, church, friends, and school. Yeah. Nowadays, traditional is some digital format. Mm -hmm. Like, it's internet dating. It's on a social media site. It's definitely not you know, face to face, hardly. Right. Yeah. You know what? I was going to ask you this because, um, you know, I've kind of, I've been lucky enough to meet people organically, but uh, you know, a lot of my friends, they feel if they're not on an app, they don't know how to meet people and it's uh, and they, they don't want to be on apps like a lot. There's yeah. that conflict there. Do you hear that a lot from people? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the conflict of, I don't want to go on an app and yet I know I have to go on an app. It's kind right. of like people who hate Dating, like they say, I hate dating, but That's in order to have a relationship, you've got to go on dates. Yeah, it's like they just want to swipe to like Mr. Right instantly, yeah, avoid all the dating uh -huh. and just you know, let's just cut through the chase. But Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. That's like the, that's the world we live in, right? Instant gratification. Everyone just wants the perfect relationship just like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you can order food. You can order makeup. Yeah. You can buy anything on Amazon. I think Amazon needs to get into the matchmaking game. Maybe. Ooh. Hmm. We'll have something to, have a talk. to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dating show we were thinking I, of. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, and, and yes, my professional uh, career, uh, my what I do with people is I help them find love. So mm. they do hire me as a matchmaker because it is difficult to go through the swiping process. So um, that's the biggest challenge, I think, with a lot of uh, singles, whether you're millennial or over 50. Right. How do I meet someone who's single on the same page that, that wants what I want? Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what about people that don't know what they want? Like, I think that's a common problem I hear from yes. a lot of my friends, especially even ones that are in relationships. They there's something that's bugging them about it, but they 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 don't know what it is. And then often often I'm like, well, what is it that you really want? And a you lot know, of that, don't that know. is a great question. I yeah. think that people certainly need to do some introspection first mm -hmm. because not knowing who you want want could have something to do with not knowing who you are right. as well right. you know when you don't know who you are you don't know who you want and I think that has a lot to do with even experience sure most people don't have enough dating experience to say I want you know this 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 and this right if they go through enough bad dates you know what you don't want right so yeah. I mean That's you're helpful. getting exactly yeah. you know it's it's practice makes progress and I think that people need to get out there more and right. experience different um, relationships, uh, date different types of people right. so that you get closer to that goal. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, I can speak from experience and say that that's definitely <laughs> correct. Like I, I dated enough frogs. Uh, yeah. And, and okay. now do, do you have a prince right now? I do have a prince okay. now. Okay. Yeah. So 
I, I don't, I don't know if you wanted. To, yeah, <laughs> like for some people, how many frogs? Like they've literally dated a frog, like or two. Right. That's like, not enough. And it's like. Exactly. It yeah. is enough. You have to, you go have through to spend, I think, a lot of time by yourself, too. I did a, a Europe trip in 2015. Okay. And I was all alone. And I was I was in a relationship at that point, and it just wasn't working out. And I okay. wasn't happy. And I spent a lot of time journaling. And I think that really helped me understand, oh, okay, this is what I'm not getting in my relationship, and this is what I want. And I think it takes a lot of, yeah, like you said, dating, but also reflecting on yourself and what, what you need to feel fulfilled, I guess. Absolutely. And I think people stay in relationships far too long Mm -hmm. because they think this is what I can get or they just don't have options. I have Mm. a lot of clients I work with that as soon as they meet somebody that remotely fits their interest, they just stop all activity. Yep. I have those friends. And I'm like, don't do that. It took a long time to get to that momentum. And as soon as they meet somebody that is desirable, they think, okay, I'm going to cut all activity off and I'm going to date this person. Hmm. But really, I think true confidence comes from knowing that this is somebody you've chosen, Mm -hmm. that they're not just an option and that you need to feel empowered to know of all the different people that are out there, I choose this person, right? right? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's so empowering as you say it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I do think uh, I, I've talked a lot about this with my friends and we're all, you know, almost 30. We're at the baby making almost stage, right? And almost. I think, <laughs> almost. And so do, I think. Do, do, do any of your kids have children now? Uh, any of my Any friend? of your friends, sorry. Yeah. Um. Because a lot people, of my cousins do in okay. England, but it's a different society there. A lot of them have people kids are young. waiting a lot longer. Yes, um, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, yeah. like, and I, I'm personally someone that I feel like maybe 34, 35. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, but then you hear all like I don't know the facts of maybe you won't be able to have one at that point, and you should freeze your eggs. And so there's all these factors, right? Yep. And so um, I've talked about it with my friends, and we just I think a lot of them uh, are now I'm starting to see them settle because they're getting nervous about missing that stage and feeling like natural progression like you should be getting married you should be having kids and that word settle just does not settle with me (laughs) right like that word settle does not I do for now yeah it's like oh but it happens it totally happens I feel like maybe that's why the divorce rate is somewhat high and and that's the reported divorce rate that's not even counting couples that are in you know long-term relationships that have not tied the knot or made it official on paper right but being spending your life with somebody for five ten years Mm. and then breaking up that's like equivalent to being married and divorced sure you know you share common property sometimes you share kids so yeah the divorce rate is climbing likely because they did meet at a point where they thought this was the right thing to do at that time right right and that's what I'm what I mean I feel like maybe at 30 everyone feels so pressured to get together to mate because of that like like biological clock yeah and then as they get to know themselves and they've had their kids and that pressure sort of weans away they realize oh maybe we don't have much in common and maybe we shouldn't be together I don't know but that's my that's my theory around that um well you're not wrong I think there's a number of reasons why uh couples Singles who are divorced have reported a lot of times it's due to m- many reasons. Finances, they grew apart, right. they met at this age. Usually it's the whole grew apart type scenario or I went this way, they went that way. The, right. tr- the attraction faded, mm-hmm. you know, and I do yeah. hear people say, well, I married him because he had everything on the list. And, you know, my mother pressured me, so you're uh, not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's interesting? Because, like, friendships fade, right? So, sure. it, you know, you can grow apart from your friends. So it makes sense that that could happen with relationships. I wonder why, uh, I guess maybe it was different for, like, our grandparents. Because you think, you know, they stayed together for how many years? I wonder what the difference was. Is it because <laughs> they kind of had to, you think? Well, or? I think if I take my parents as an example, they've sure. been married for probably close to 50 years and I'm Filipino Canadian but born in the Philippines so they're they stayed together I think and most of my aunts and uncles stayed together out of obligation okay first of all it's you just don't get divorced whether you are miserable 
You yeah. just don't get divorced. I think now we live in a society that's accepting that if this person doesn't make you happy, yeah, it's okay. Then it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you made that choice. It's not the end of the world for you yeah. to break up. I think we have this revolving door uh, attitude with a lot of people in relationships who have chosen to not get married, right. which is why people are getting married so much later is they don't want to be that. I think they're being more mindful of not being that statistic. Right. And not feeling that pressured to get married because they're waiting till they're almost 40. Right. Yeah. And late 30s to have kids. Yeah. So. Hmm. Very interesting. Remove the pressure. Yeah, that if take the pressure off the table and yes. just like look for your partner. I think yeah. for sure. I think that partnership, knowing what you're looking for, is important, mm-hmm. and then also just having really clear boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. about you know what what are your deal breakers. You know when do you know to call it off? Like how long do you date someone before you those things that really matter to you become hmm. really at issue? Hmm. And I think a lot of times when they live in they date in that scarcity mentality, again, the first person they meet, they like them, they stop all other dating activity. I I mm. really prefer people to have more choice. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you you know, have multiple dates. You have to be transparent about that also. I don't know how people feel about dating somebody that also has a date on Tuesday and a date on Friday. There's a lot of insecurity around that. And I I believe... I believe in being far a lot more open-minded about mm-hmm. that kind of situation. So, do okay, that's very interesting. I wonder what it would be like. So say 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 you're working <laughs> with like a 60-year-old yes. woman who yeah. was a mother, kids are all grown up, just asking for a friend. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, just my my mom, for example, she hasn't yeah. dated in like I would say almost 18 years. She's yeah. just getting back into the game. You know, she I, she's not she's not one of those people that grew up with Tinder or anything. Like, no. what do you, what, what do you recommend to older people in this sort of era? Well, I mean, I would recommend to, to anybody preparing for dating is to have some knowledge around the environment. Like okay. what are the choices for a 60 year old woman who's mm-hmm. single? Yeah. Cause dating, uh, online dating is very much an option also mm-hmm. for mature singles. Sure. Yeah. There's, um, our time, uh, match.com, eHarmony, senior people meet. She might not want to date <laughs> on senior people meet. Not that you're a senior, but our time, for example, is focused on singles 55 and older. Right. Tinder even has uh, uh, the capacity to introduce people in really? a mature age category. Really? Yeah. It's very there's interesting. A paid, I didn't there's know that. a paid version, um, oh. including Bumble. So I don't think mm, that they Bumble. discriminate. In fact, I know behind the scenes, a lot of dating sites are really... Um, shifting their focus to supporting mature singles over 60. That's awesome. The other thing is she should go to a lot more parties, in-person mm. places, networking events, yeah. uh, cooking classes, salsa classes, ballroom, like just anywhere where people of that generation are used to a man approaching them, sure. used to talking to people instead of swiping on a phone. That's, That's a great be idea. super awkward. Yeah. And then... Not being embarrassed about their dating status. I mm. do work with both mil- with millennials and uh, mature singles over mm. 50. Sure. And it's it's funny how they view their status as single as like some kind of plague or that they can't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Like own it. Yeah. If you are single, then like tell your friends, look, I'm single. Uh, if, if it were my mom, my mom's still married, but... You know, if it was my mom, she'd, she'd told me that she's single and interested. I would say, say that to everybody sure. and anybody. Yeah, because you know? then when people find another single male, yes. they'll think, oh, I have a friend that right. you could meet. Right. Do right. you have a mature uncle? What yeah. about your doctor? A mature <laughs> uncle? <laughs> you know, I mean, just <laughs> I love get it. the word out. Yeah. You know? um, definitely go to charity events. That's a great place for hmm. people. Volunteer. Uh, volunteering is other places that they can go to, but definitely be in the know of where you can go and, mm-hmm. and recruit a friend. I think every single person needs a wing woman. Sure. Or a wingman. Yeah. And it could mm-hmm. be your daughter. Yeah. It could be, you know, the a cooking niece class and idea is yeah. like a great idea. I'm going to ask my mom if she wants to go take a cooking class That's or right. something. You want cooking a man class. that can cook, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Taking <laughs> cooking classes together. Yes. I love it. Cool. Uh, okay. So let's talk about your show. So you're the host of Mom versus Matchmaker. Yes. So let's talk about what, what's that experience like? Oh, uh, it is. 
hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's such a it's funny really show, guys. It's really fun because I get to compete against moms who, first of all, believe that they know everything about their kids. So it really tests the adage between mom knows best to matchmaker knows best. Love I mean, it. I've been a matchmaker for 27 years, so there. There is there are some skills that I know about matching people. You're a bit of an expert. Yeah, I am an expert. <laughs> and moms are an expert in, you know, their point of view. Yeah. And the, the, the challenge is that a lot of kids have a side of them that moms don't necessarily know. Right. right? And then moms um, ki- sometimes ignore what the kid wants. <sighs> and mom will choose who she thinks is good for them. Right. Like not who they want. Oh, no, no. No, sweetheart. You don't know what you're looking for. That makes sense. Let mom decide. Right. So mom ends up picking somebody she wants the person to be with instead of who the person actually wants to be with. So that's Uh where it becomes really funny. Hmm. And when you're sitting down with someone for the first time, like what, how how do you figure out uh, what you need to know in order to find their match? Like what... Well, is there I, a bunch I, of questions? Yes. I mean, there's certainly the physical compatibility because that okay. matters. Of course. Certainly, yeah. I do ask the single person, who are they typically attracted to? Sure. What's their type? Do they have a type? Does he have to be tall, short, eth- ethnicity, religion, like smoker, mm-hmm. non-smoker? So there are things that uh, are sometimes super specific. And then the other things I focus on are key core values like okay lifestyle attitude values goals uh whether they are on like how ambitious they are or personality traits sure I mean, this is the psychology that yeah. you probably really like right yeah. and then there is something about opposites attract however um it's really important to identify what are those important deal breakers okay like for example some millennials or young people today they mm-hmm. don't want to have kids Sure. So that would be yep. a real issue if I introduce them to somebody who wants to have children. Right. Some people don't like to travel. And mm. some somebody would say, oh, I mean, we're on a plane every like quarter, so that's not going to work. Who is this alien that doesn't <laughs> like to travel? I, know, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I travel a lot. After you do a lot of traveling, it can yeah. be like, uh, however, it's not like I'm not going to not travel. And right. for some people, they are in like sports fanatics or music enthusiasts. Like th- this is just so ingrained in their life right. that if somebody didn't share that passion, that mm. would be a deal breaker. So those are the, some of the things that I I ask. Huh. And I think a lot of people, they tell me or at least they'll share what they think. And sometimes, you know, they look for feedback because clearly they're single. So they're like, you know what? I do not know. Yeah. Like if I knew I'd be dating this person right now. So (laughs) maybe you can provide some insight. And it really boils down a lot to a lack of experience. Right. Or um, them fixating on this relationship that they were just in love with and nobody's ever going to do. Like, you know, they idolize this person. And I literally have worked with singles, even mature singles that are trying to replicate this person that broke up with them. And they're just Mm. stuck on that. And and that that happens a lot. Yeah, no doubt. I can't even think of an instance in my my own relationship life in the past. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, so I've, I've been curious about this for a while. Um, you know, there's how many billions of people in the world right now? Seven it's now, seven eight. Billion. Yeah, I think so. A I lot of people billion. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think there's more than one soulmate for you out there? Do you believe in soulmates actually? First off, uh, you know, I, I don't not believe in soulmates. Yeah. Okay. But you, I know you had, had asked <laughs> whether you could be in love with more than one person. Yeah. Is I'm that curious right? if you, if what you think about that. Cause I've um, had this conversation with a couple of my friends and like, I absolutely think you can. And yeah. I think there's a growing society and population right now yeah. that actually uh, are in love and actually maintain loving relationships with two people. Yeah. So, so 100% I do believe that. And when mm. I w- reference back to saying love is a choice, mm. you can literally choose to be in love with, uh, you know, man A, man B at the same time, or, and again, it depends on your value structure, right? Like right, it's, yeah. it's who do you pursue? Like what mm. actually fits into your lifestyle? Right. Cause there are some people that are in committed relationships and they come across this person. They're like, Oh, I got to stay away from that person. Yeah. <laughs> 
like far, <laughs> far away. Yeah. <laughs> because there's just this animal like chemistry. Yeah. I, I think as human beings underneath it all, we mm. are drawn to certain people and there yeah. can be a very strong physical and emotional bond that you can attach to someone that you spend time with. And it's really sure. about controlling that when you're already in a partnership, right? Being yeah. mindful of the commitments that you've made to the person you're with when something comes up, like, do you go down that road? It's going to get a little, you know, mucky. Yeah. Or do you honor the commitment that you made to the person you're with? So I don't think you should feel badly about having an attraction, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, do you want to explore that? Yeah. You know, I just, I had an incident in my life a couple of years ago where I felt like, like I felt love for two people mm -hmm. and it was a very strange for me. But then when I reflected on it, you know, I, I have a blog called just love. Yeah. I'm all about spreading love and mm -hmm. connecting with people. That's like in my core, like what I'm obsessed sure. with. And sure. so if you are open enough to have all these connections, you're yeah. making, that's love. Like uh -huh. that's, you know, and so I feel like just being open, you're going to quite possibly fall in love with other people. Like you, you, and you can love different people for different, different reasons, reasons yes, right? Like really yes. like love this person for his yeah. mind and love oh, this yeah. person for his artistic creativity and yeah. love this person for his ability to just get you and yeah. like, Man, if you could just put all those people into one person, <laughs> yeah. it would be like the <laughs> ultimate love. Right. But yeah, I absolutely believe that you can love more than one person mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's just really about, you know, owning those emotions and honoring whatever your value structure says to yeah. about you in that time. Yeah. And that's kind of the conflicting part and because uh, I felt that my value structure I only want to be with one person sure and so I just I do f I, I was so conflicted at yeah. that time and then even reflecting on I still don't know what that was it still feels really interesting but I've, <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> did to you, figure did it you, out <laughs> did you share with both people no I oh, didn't okay. no I just okay. I kept it to myself Got and it. you know and it was uh I was dating one and I've kept it to myself yeah the other, and I'm being so open right now <laughs> Oh, I have a tendency you know. to do that. No, I mean, I've, I've, I'll, I'll share it. Like my husband, um, knows I'm a matchmaker and yes. I can say to you that sometimes I feel like I, like when I say I love my clients, yeah. like I have an authentic connection to, to my clients. Yeah. And when I'm sitting with a male client mm -hmm. and you know, we're opposite sex. I mean, he was drawn to me for a reason because right. he wanted to work with me, like I have to set really strict boundaries between, you know, really appreciating and liking a client sure. to, you know, look, we're in very close proximity at any point in time. I could choose to go down this path. Right. Right. So, so do I have a, a affection and admiration for, for a lot of people? I'm around singles all the time. Right. Of course. Which for me, I'm like, hard. <laughs> good <laughs> looking single, good looking singles that have like a lot in common with me. It's yeah. <laughs> but Ooh. that, that also puts me in again, that position hmm. to say, wow, I get to choose to be, and my partner should acknowledge, like acknowledges the fact that yeah. I choose this partnership yeah. and therefore no matter how many fantastic people there are in the world, exactly, you know, we've built a family and this is yeah. what we committed to. So yes. it doesn't mean that, that people don't have thoughts about possibilities. Sure. Yep. Of course. Right. That, I and, feel like that's very like human. And I, yeah, you know? and it, it's, it's more challenging when you're in conflict. Like yeah. when you're in conflict, <laughs> with your things always, you're like, Hmm, this grass is kind of dry. You know, oh it's like looking pretty green over there. <laughs> oh I need God. to put my water on that side. That yeah, it, You know, hilarious. the thing is, <laughs> the the grass is dry and crispy because you're not watering your grass. Yeah. Right? Sure. A lot of people don't tend to their own <laughs> stuff. So that is really is interesting. Greener. That's really hilarious that you said that because the motto of my podcast is the grass is greenest where oh, you are right now. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny you that know, you said that. Because I'll, I'll share. Like if I, because I am out a lot and I'm networking and I'm meeting singles, if ever there's tension in my personal relationship, my partner will remind me that first and foremost, we have our relationship to nurture. Right. And before I help others, you know, hey, 
we do need to deal with things at home. Sure. So, so yeah, it's very, very true for me as any matchmaker has, uh, you know, ups and downs in relationships, hmm. my job, um, and my position in, in, you know, the universe of helping people find love starts with being at home and right. nurturing what, what our relationship needs. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> it's so fun talking to a matchmaker. <laughs> Ask know, me anything. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think also reflecting <clears throat> on my that personal time for me, I think possibly maybe also that happens when you're not fulfilled completely by like one person. And oh. that's, and I like, because I can say confidently the person that I'm with now, like really like actually checks off every box and fulfills Aww. me in every way. And it's like, I can't see myself that happening ever again. I think maybe it might have happened because I was, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Sure. I, there was something missing. So it's so funny. Um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are two of my favorite. <laughs> they're you cute. Know, uh, they're so cute together. And Will spits a ton of dating and relationship advice. Oh, yeah. I didn't tons. know that. And one thing he always, always preaches about is that they, both him and Jada focus on being best versions of themselves yes. to be there for the partnership. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the, their love for themselves and being better for them actually enhances that partnership. It's not like, you know, don't find happiness in me. Don't look for happiness in this relationship. Like happiness mm-hmm. actually comes from you taking your, care of yourself. yourself. Yeah, sure. And I think that a lot of, of, of single people look to partnership to fulfill a void that's going on for them. Yeah. And I hear this a lot because I am also yes. a dating coach and a, and a relationship coach. He doesn't do this or he doesn't do that or she doesn't do this and she doesn't do that as if like them doing those things will provide fulfillment for them in some way. And I yeah. and I can hear that. Yeah. And I can see it. But it's so interesting that all of those things are based on expectations that they have of their partnership rather than looking at from that's who he is. Sure. That is yeah. who she is. You yeah. chose that. Mm-hmm. So don't start complaining about something you chose mm-hmm. when you knew that from the beginning. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the, the, the matter of or how long are you going to accept that? Mm. Is it something that you're going to continually complain about or are you going to try to, you know, communicate about it? Hmm. What do you believe in? Um, Cause that, yeah, I've thought about that a lot in terms of when you're like upset with your partner, because sure. yeah maybe they they said they would wash the dishes and then they didn't or something yeah. like that okay yeah let's do that like yeah. that's a common thing you left the toilet seat up you didn't put the yes, toothbrush for meals yeah. it's for real like yeah that. so it, that's M- a yeah. so i i've thought of the fact that possibly when you're upset that that someone hasn't done something like that possibly maybe there just isn't like an energy exchange like maybe you feel like you've just done more for them in another way and so i i thought about possibly okay if they're not able to do that then maybe there's some there's another way that they'll be more um, motivated to give their energy does that make sense yeah and I think there's a couple of things around those uh, situations um number one a lot of people don't uh get the impact of those tiny little things accumulating Mm -hmm. it's as if because the person who's getting upset assumes this is like a direct attack like right like you did not you know they put so much weight in this action as if that person did it with intention right when usually it's it's kind of like an unconscious they just forgot they just forgot yeah like and they forgot a lot and it's yeah. annoying <laughs> it's like so it's annoying, so yeah. annoying. <laughs> i mean there's things my partner does that annoys me and there's things i do that just irk him yes Right. And when we really make conscious efforts, it's not easy being in a relationship. Nope. It really is not. So it's about being super, like very conscious about what would my partner appreciate? Hmm. Like, like putting that thought into, okay, he wants me to hang my coat up. And to me, it's like no big deal. Like, I'm just going to throw it on the chair, but it bothers him. So if I knew that and I made it a point, you know what? I could throw this on the chair or I know it would make him really happy if Mm. I just put it up in the closet. Right. It's like putting your partner's needs before your own and being Mm. always mindful of that. So I don't believe that people are expressing very clearly 
those things that are important and, and kind mm. of like having a structure. Like what are, what's the structure for happiness inside of your relationship, especially when you live with somebody? That's a whole right? other ball game, right? It's a complete like, different ball game. Yeah. And sometimes it's a matter of that person might actually need help in organization. Sure. Like, yeah. like really and truly, they don't mean <laughs> to offend. They don't like, they're so forgetful or this or that. That's why I work with a business, co- business coach who had said to me, you know what? You're so, if, if, if cleaning is not your forte, get a cleaning lady. Right. Right. Like mm. if this is going to cause tension in your, in mm. your, in your life, like how can you address those things? But at least we know what to address. Sure. It becomes really, um, challenging when you, people start to have this passive aggressive kind of behavior and they're silent and they retreat and they don't communicate or they they do things on purpose <laughs> intentionally leave that seat up We've you all know been there yeah uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about but I'm just saying you know yeah. occasionally so yeah and resentments are a relationship yeah. killer for sure yeah, it's man. holding on to the things because you're not really just getting angry about that one scenario you are getting angry about that yeah. And the time before, and the time before. So it's really difficult for people to, uh, what, what I call, come from nothing. Hmm. Like, come from a space where none of that even existed. Like, it's not, if the person just did that that one time, you'd react differently. Right. Like, if you a guest came in your home and did that, you're like, oh, you know, we actually take our shoes off when we, <laughs> yeah, you know, in go in, the hu- in yeah. our house. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, okay. Muddy boots everywhere. You don't do that. I do that at my house. So, but if your partner did it, it's like, ah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so delicate. I think everybody needs to have a, um, a relationship talk. Yeah. And not, and like, like maybe not on the daily. I don't know writing it down like just I was wanting to come up with this like relationship report card you know like Ooh, really uh, like for couples that. a re- relationship report report card like in all the different areas like uh, how often in complimentary like the five different love languages let's say your primary oh, love I language oh I love that book yeah Gary, my, my Gary Chapman, Chapman five love languages and you can take your test at the five love languages.com my partner's love language is words of affirmation. Ah, um, mine is uh, quality time and acts of service. I love like ah. doing things for people. I'm so gifts, gifts and quality. Oh, time. okay. So yeah. yeah, cause I don't have a lot of free time. So if I'm going to spend my free time, uh, it's, it's going to be with people I love or sure. activities I love, yep. which is why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm not a very, my primary love language is not words of affirmation. So mm. I forget sometimes that he needs to hear that. Yeah, he needs I love you. He needs I love you. Yeah, you're handsome. You. You're yes. this and that. Men, you're big, strong men today. I don't know. Just whatever yes. it is. And you're my king. Not, yeah, my king. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds weird to say. <laughs> For me, I'm not a words of affirmation person. So so it's actually a, um, a practice that I, I have to take on, you yeah. know, um, Especially even with social media, a lot of couples Mm -hmm. like want to have that affirmed in public Hmm. and that becomes a source of tension for a lot of female entrepreneurs running a brand that don't necessarily want to say, oh, I love my hubby and he does this and he does that. It's like, it's tough. It's a very fine line. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about because uh, nobody knows who I'm dating. Right? So. <laughs> well, I've, I post very little about my... I do sometimes in my stories. Okay. But I do not... Uh, you don't see a lot of my behind-the-scenes family sure. life on my Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, sure. but you know what? It doesn't mean that that it's, I don't hear about it. Sure. You know, or, or that... Um, my relationship status in my mind as a brand is not important. Yeah, that's exactly mine too. Mine's right? not important. So. And maybe it is, but you know, whatever I can do to appease my partner, we will do. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's interesting though, because I do feel conflicted over that sometimes. And when mm-hmm. I see people, you know, going to weddings and like friends, like with their boyfriends, I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to share some photos. And then, and then though, I think, 
why do I feel like I need to share photos? Like, I don't really need to prove to anyone that I'm, you know, in a happy yeah, relationship. And it, and it, you know? and it also, is it, does it necessarily matter to him? It some, doesn't. Yeah. yeah like, so he doesn't post cool. either. So it's like, yeah. Well, there you go. But, yeah. but I know for some people, it's like a requirement. Yeah. Like you no, need to I change your face. Like, though. you need to change your Facebook status. Um, there's got to be at least one post about us. Sure. You know, well, I need to land on your MCM. Or WCW, <laughs> whatever that is. Oh, a woman crush. A woman crush Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like, I, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but social media is also a source of tension for a lot. We were going to talk about micro cheating, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to, I wanted to ask you about micro cheating, okay. but also if you had any tips for people uh, trying to get over someone in this social media world where you yes. can literally not escape your ex it uh, like mine let me tell you every single one of my exes watch all of my instagram stories they're they most like i'd say half of them like my posts but every single one of them knows what i'm doing like every day when i post so that's when that's like post. and that's how me many annoying. are there five just five <laughs> Oh, there. Well, no, technically there's four and then okay. I'm dating one right now. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's just like, it's weird. It's weird to like look and then see. Do you block or you don't? Um, I used to. I don't really anymore. Okay. Yeah. I've thought about it, but like I'm not, it's not, it doesn't bother me that much, but it's more I, of like, oh, they're. Well, yeah. To yeah. answer your question, it, it depends on the context of the breakup, right? Mm-hmm. If you were broken up with by someone and you, and it was not what you wanted. Yeah. You know, you, you absolutely need to go through your grieving process. Yeah. And I find that if you're the one who got dumped or like broken up with, mm-hmm. um, it can be, it, it, it's far more challenging to get over your ex yeah. when you're still attached to that person, especially when yeah. you didn't want to break up. Mm-hmm. If you were broken up with, detach. Like my number one advice for you is to, if you if you can't if you don't have the willpower like mm-hmm. block social media even yeah. you can just unfriend but you've got to get your group of girlfriends or guy friends and be like make sure I do not text make yeah. sure I do not watch stories because there's no point this person <laughs> yeah. does not want to be with you anymore and you don't so. want to be with them either right no. like I have a girlfriend who literally like her ex one of her exes will message her like once a month and she has such a hard time with it does this, she respond this, she does every time and like Ugh. I think she has a very hard time with it but she's also just like a genuinely lovely person and so she just like she just doesn't want to make them feel bad by not responding it comes from that that sort of headspace see again like if if someone broke up with you I would say that that's your cue to move on and that is much it's better for you to detach to not view stories if you were the one who broke up with that person then that's simple I would think why are you right. why are we even having this conversation you broke up with the person you're not trusting your own yeah. uh, decision yeah, yeah, yeah if you're not trusting your own decision then yeah. um you know you still want space yeah. you absolutely still want space I think it's easy to given what you said the only reason why it would be difficult to disassociate is if you had that many like mutual friends right. and they're still coming up and your friends, you can actually instruct your friends to say, listen, it's ju- while I'm going through this breakup phase, mm-hmm. can we please just not talk about so-and-so? Right. You that's, know, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, just have the, ask them for your support in that. Mm-hmm. In, in, and that's what happens in a lot of married couples. It's just like, oh, then you can't go to, you know, Susie Q's uh, birthday party because it's so-and-so coming. Like, yeah. you just want to really give yourself the space so that when you see that person, you're left with feeling um, not even numb, just there are no hard feelings towards yes. it. Yes. If, yeah. if you're still raw, if you're still, uh, you know, dealing with that, uh, my best advice for you is to go cold turkey. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, you know, in the 90s when there was no Facebook or Twitter or Ugh. anything. Like, I just like... Those, it must have been so much simpler yeah. to get over an ex because you didn't see them every day and that was that. that you yeah, know, that like you couldn't much. just lurk them on Instagram. No, you, you know, can't and see what they're like up them. to. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Stalking. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's the challenge for most people. Oh, that. I'm sure people drove yeah. by their homes. I mean, in the Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. I definitely. Come did. on now. They definitely Or they did. asked a friend or they went to their old stomping ground. So how's ground. he doing? <laughs> you're so right. Of course. They wrote yeah, letters. his car was in his driveway at 9 o'clock clock so okay he's home but there was another car parked right beside it i wonder what I they did no in idea. the 20s like oh he, they wrote him a letter yeah. 
Well, the horse and carriage was in the front. He switched horses. I took a train to go I see know, him. right? <laughs> People will go through great lengths to creep on somebody in the absence oh, of yeah. technology there were there were other things that they did oh man i wish i grew up around then <laughs> just to like know the difference you yeah know? now it's just now i should ask my mom actually i recall like. going through a pretty pretty intense breakup and i literally embarrassingly spent hours oh. hours like creeping the person and just yeah, seeing i've done that what's he doing yeah. today what's he doing now like five minutes from now like <laughs> Oh, it's the it worst. Happens. I don't even want to go into that space. It is the worst. So it's just the complete waste of time. Yeah, it is. But I mean, sometimes I, I feel like you just need that. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Give yourself a time yeah. limit. Yeah. That's the, the advice I'd have. If it's yeah. going to be like like 10 minutes a day, if an hour would be like just nail biting. But just yeah. give yourself 10 minutes. That's it. And move on. Ten and minutes just, is good because an yeah. hour I feel like you'd be shaken for the rest of the day. You'd yeah. Be thinking. Well, I mean, you probably will still be thinking about it anyway. Sure. You know, it's hard. They'll probably do ten minutes every hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the first three days. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. Have you ever read um, uh, John Gray's uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Many, Venus? many moons ago, but I yeah. do know the, the psychology behind it. Cool. Yes. It's my Bible. Is it? Um, I'm like. I'm obsessed with it and I I love it because I applied what he teaches in the book and it genuinely like changed my life and my relationship but mainly helped me understand myself. Okay. Yeah, and there's um there's so a, a lot of a lot of his advice resonated with you in particular. Yes. Got yeah, it. I know and see it's interesting that you said that because I have heard that a lot of people don't resonate Correct. with it at all and I took uh, I was saying earlier the psychology course at U of T of relationships and the teacher was so against the book yeah, she's yeah. like no do not they're either big it. fans or and, and i'm yeah and i can hear what you're <laughs> saying and i think that john gray writes from a very general yes. uh, perspective which which i can accept mm. i don't like i can see truth in what he's saying and everybody just needs to be mindful that they're taking it for how it pertains to their situation sure yeah and you could resonate with that which yeah. is great yeah. Um, the other book I'll recommend is Why Men Marry Bitches. I love that yes, book. I read that's that too. the Bible. Okay. That is the Bible so let's stick too. To jo- to that's, John a, Gray. that's an amazing one for a female. Yes, I would for say. a female. Um, honestly, so that book I read in university, and that that was my first step to changing my relationship life. The John it, Gray or the, bi- the, the Mary? Um, okay. Why Men Love Bitches. I gave yeah. it to all of my friends after reading. My it. best friend gave it to me during that horrible time that I was creeping I, on someone. The same. I, I yeah. read it when I was going through a really yeah. horrible like relationship break up and what whatnot and just getting back in the dating game and then I you know I I would go on like dates with people yes but it wouldn't work out and I just didn't understand why and I had just come out of a long-term relationship so I forgot about you know the little tricks and and whatnot (laughs) (laughs) self-worth self-worth yeah But like, you know, <laughs> but I think when you're in a long term relationship uh, and you come out, you're so used to it just being easy and there's no yes, games and like, yeah. you know, you both just accept each other and like you want to hang out with each other all the time. And then when you start dating again, you for, like you forget sometimes that right off the bat, if you just want to be with that, uh, that other person, then you might actually scare them away. Oh, yeah. And they, you know, and it, that happens now. You mean triple texting doesn't work? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just like I. I I genuinely, I I think maybe also obviously because I was younger, like I just genuinely forgot and I I never, and I guess, yeah, my, yeah. Well, the John Gray book is great because (laughs) men can also read that. That's, that's exactly, that's right. I think both men and women can pick up that book and get something from it for sure. And I, I do like the book. Yeah. Well, there's this one trap chapter on, um, uh, it's called, pri- I think, Primary Emotional Needs. Okay. And he talks about what female, the female primary needs are and then the male primary needs are. And, um, Do you like, recall? Can you recite? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> oh God, I hate, I, should, I really should have prepared this. Um, uh, what's what's Generally. Uh, females like to feel. Safe. Um, cared for care for care for okay so what cared for means to females isn't the same when you interpret it to males don't interpret it the same way they don't necessarily understand that okay and so there there will but what he explains is that if you 
um, if you try to uh, fulfill one of the male needs in, in one way, he naturally ends up fulfilling your needs by you doing that. It's really interesting. So what's a male? Do you know what a you male know what? need is? I'm actually quickly just going to bring it up. Yeah, for sure. This episode of the Namaste podcast is brought to you by Cricket Live, the live game show you can play from anywhere using your tablet, mobile device, or smartphone. Cricket is seriously amazing because it is the show that gives you a piece of the advertising revenue. What show out there does that? Let's be real. Honestly, it has blown my mind. It is such a cool show. It's really fun. And the fact that you get to watch it, play it for free, and you get a piece of that advertising revenue, that's pretty awesome. So check it out. I'm also the host of the show, so I hope you will join me. <laughs> okay, so I've brought it up. So the six needs, core needs for females are caring, understanding, I'm just reading it, yeah. <laughs> Caring, understanding, respect, devotion, validation, and reassurance. Okay. And then for males, it's trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement. Bang on. Right, it's bang on. bang on. So when you're not feeling cared for, okay, usually it's in line with your partner not feeling trusted. Gotcha. So, so yeah. it's really interesting. So what he talks about in this, that's I, great. I believe you, it's, you want to send me that? Yeah, yeah I yeah, will. That. It's fabulous. And it are really, we, are we back on? Or yeah, we're back okay, on. Yeah. Okay. Back on. okay. <laughs> um, I just started it up <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, I know. That's great. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, I, it, it's, it's pretty crazy how if you, you, you can figure that out and um, by realizing that you're not feeling cared for, oh, he's not feeling trusted, then you can, there's certain things that uh, John tells you that you can do to help, help him feel like you trust that he's doing his best that he is it's so funny you know? because this in a way is like the men's love language and the women's love language That's exactly if you're general if you're actually generalizing those things yes and I would agree when you talked about like acceptance you'd uh. think that women want that acceptance but guys have this like am I good enough yes thing going on yep. underneath yep and you accepting your man that way and the whole trust thing they hate being with needy women and jealous women because mm -hmm. that just means you don't trust, trust them. them. Yeah. Which is a huge turnoff. Yes, it is. Big turnoff for guys. Yeah. Where were you? Who are you talking to? Who is that? <laughs> oh, those are like red flags for a guy any day of the week. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy because if all females knew that, then they would s probably try to stop doing it knowing that that's a core need that men, you know, need to have like, fulfilled to feel good in, in their yeah. relationship. So it's very interesting. Yeah, um, but once I started, like once I read this, I started applying it and I swear to God, my relationship like completely changed. And it great. has been very, um, uh, like just quite balanced since. I think that I think the struggle uh, for people is when those things are at real issue. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like trust, when like, like, tr yeah. like if you <laughs> actually don't trust the, sure. your partner, yeah. whether it's because of actions that they've done. Let's right. say, you know, they're late all the time. Yes. Sure. You know, that would break your trust in at least from a time perspective. Yep. You definitely. know, they didn't pay a bill that they were supposed to pay. Right. That's a big, that's no, no. Yeah. You know, like where's, how come you didn't pay the rent? <laughs> <laughs> why uh, are we being evicted? Yeah, why are we being evicted? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be a big issue. So, yeah, but those are also the things that would uh, highlight you know, whether this relationship has the foundation to right. move on. Sure. I would, know? I would assume that actually that's a really great point that you pointed out that if you had all those things to begin with, then, then it, it would be a different story. Then you can continue to, to, yeah, like, you can just nurture on. those Nur things. Yeah. yeah be like become a better uh, partner in right. that relationship. Yeah. And, and of course, if your part, if your, if the trust is wavered based on actions, and you can have a conversation with that person, and mm -hmm. he's willing or mm -hmm. she's willing to work on those things, and you believe that, yeah, because infidelity has happened in relationships, sure. and that is a major, um, you know, 
cog in the wheel of a relationship. And mm-hmm. so, and it doesn't mean that you can't recover, but there would absolutely be a lot of work to do in that case. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Like even with appreciation, you know, when I looked at that, I went, wow, like how many times have, has my present and my past boyfriend say, you don't appreciate the things that I do. And I never understood what that meant. Cause I always felt that I did, but it was that I was giving certain like clues that they translated as not appreciating sure like i like for well, example it's not your life it's not your love language it's not our love language. yeah, yeah like li- yeah. Li- literally so we just actually like i love how he says men are from mars women are from venus because it's a good visual to, to show you that we actually just speak different languages being different genders like that's just you know how yeah. it is and and it's and it's funny because online when you're online dating uh, women try to communicate to men like women and men <laughs> try to communicate to women like men. That's mm. why men typically are short form to the point. Yes. And then women translate that as this guy's not he doesn't care. communicating. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's pick not up interested. the freaking phone. Like that's one thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Men are, are far based on this generality. It's like they're far more brief to the point. Whereas yeah. women want to just like express and talk about the colors and all kinds so, of the, deta- the so details true. yeah right and they're like eh. <laughs> when are we meeting like what time where yeah right for sure yeah Funny. cool all right yeah i just wanted to share that with you because i'm yeah I'm, thanks for the reminder i'm obsessed with this book share, share oh with me yeah. oh yeah well I honestly maybe even while. reread it again because it, it was mind-blowing yeah even there was a chapter on um like i said it really helped me understand myself because i didn't even realize how important like devotion validation reassurance like how how often i actually needed reassurance which mm. and it just it's it not from the not from a perspective of um that I'm not confident in myself it's just it just I don't know what it is just as a female well, I think yeah I think we I I can I can hear that reassurance piece now the thing Sorry. is that's okay the thing is what I get from your action of reading this book mm. is your commitment to self-development right yeah yeah and like just <laughs> your commitment to just trying to make the world a better place your relationship a better place sure, yeah the 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 aftermath of that is that your partnership was enhanced. Yes. Right. You yeah. understood something. You were like, okay, how do we make this better? What makes me tick? What makes him tick? Mm-hmm. And then you applied it. Sure. So it's yeah. one thing to read a piece of, you know, an article and knowledge into like, I'll just stir that over I'm here. Like, I'll try to remember that next yeah, time. I'll try to remember that next time. <laughs> yeah. Not, it won't apply to my relationship, but you know. Yeah, that's like my friend Sally. Not really like mine. Mine's <laughs> <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> exactly. Oh my. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, um, this is about the time where I, I, I don't have it on the table. I'm going to go grab them. Oh, but yeah, have the you ever cards. played with angel cards before? I have. Uh, I have. Awesome. Okay. I have played with them and I'm very, very curious to know what my card is. All right. Okay. I'm going to go grab them. All right. Just want to quickly interrupt this regularly scheduled program to say <laughs> that I am unbelievably grateful for all of your support. Everyone that's been supporting me on this journey so far, thank you. You rock so much. Truly, my three Patreon supporters, shout out to Ray, Brian, and Lindsay, who continuously support me along this journey, who believe in my vision, believe in what I'm doing in this podcast. And yeah, you guys are just great. So thank you so much for just always standing by this little small dream that I have to spread love around the world. You guys rock. And everyone else that has been tuning in to all of my episodes, and if you're just listening to this one, thank you so much for tuning in. I love and appreciate you. All right, so all right. I've whipped up the cards. So this, these are my favorite cards. I use okay. them pretty much in every one of my podcasts. So this is Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. <sighs> it's by Colette Baron-Reed, who is a, uh, a Canadian, which okay. is kind of cool. She blew me away. Um, I went to see her live, and she pulled people out of uh, an audience and just, like, fantastic personality, it. too. Yeah, go yeah. for it. And so, yeah, so this is these are the cards. Basically, what I do is I'll shuffle, shuffle the deck. Okay. And either you can pick a card for yourself or I will pick one for you. And basically we want to think about either a specific question or some, or, or just general knowledge. Mm-hmm. So whatever you feel like, I usually go with general knowledge only because oh, sometimes you don't know what you need. 
And what's cool about these cards is that you'll pull a card and you'll say general knowledge and it'll just be something that you go, oh, light bulb. Like, yeah, I actually really did need that, but I never, yeah. So I'm going to apply it to general knowledge for me. Okay. uh, Because, well, February is the month of love. Okay. So I've got a really busy schedule. I'm leaving for Florida, as I told you, for the dating conference this week. Yes. Um... I kind of want to know how things are going to go for my clients. Okay. Because it is the month of love. Okay. However, I have a lot of projects and things on the go in my own life and business. So I'm going to leave this to just my general, all-encompassing knowledge. life, love, knowledge stuff. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. Mom life, business life, the whole thing. All right. Hey, are you picking for me? Well, two okay. I, that one I wanted to pick, but you can pick one okay, actually because sure, sure. you said that. This one flew out of the deck, so that usually means something, okay. and that flew out right away. So I'm I don't know what that means yet, but we'll we'll find out, and then All you right. can pick one for yourself. Yeah. All right, let's see. <laughs> I'm gonna pick this one. All right, please don't make it be the demon card. <laughs> No, no, they're actually very loving, like beautiful cards. Never need to to worry. So this one actually is really crazy. It is the High Lady of Love and Compassion. No joke. The High Lady of Love and Compassion. No joke. So what does that mean? That's crazy. So I have a little booklet. I'll tell you what it means. So you actually picked it up upside down. So that means um, consideration. So I will read you that. Let's read what my card says. That's pretty crazy that you picked the one love card in the deck. That's really crazy. Yeah, that's really wild. I am the matchmaker and I picked the love card out of the deck. That's why I was like, whoa. Okay, I have like goosebumps. Yeah, it's cool. All right, so um, when the high lady of love and compassion appears as your challenger, because it was the other way around, she gently reminds you to snap out of self-centeredness. The ego has set a sneaky trap for you. Hmm. Mm. You may have forgotten that to create a, an abundant life, you must be conscious of, of how your choices impact those around you. Mm. Are you trying to manipulate others? I doubt it. To get, <laughs> okay. what, to get what you want without consideration for them. Is it possible that your good intentions are about helping too much, enabling another person to remain the same and preventing his or her growth? Sometimes I it's better. I my relationship. Okay, yeah, cool. Sometimes it's better to let others hit bottom with their own suffering rather than trying to make Make it easier for them. Ooh, I understand this. Okay. Sometimes you need to be cruel to be kind. Someone actually just said this to me the other day. Be mm. conscious that you aren't alone in this world. Begin. Uh, so this is also she's a believer like in God. So whatever you believe in God universe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she says God here. Um, begin to behave as if the God in all life in every person matters. Remember that the living world is a sacred community and you're a magical and important part of it. But you're not the only one who counts. The high lady of love and compassion is waiting to guide you and be your friend and ally. Think first of others and she will orchestrate your ultimate success. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of great advice in that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great advice. Okay, so what happened there? Okay, so this one flew out. So I'll read this okay. one first. And then this one I just naturally picked out. So I okay. find this is really interesting. So the, the word Lord. The word Lord. <laughs> the, the word Lord. Okay. Well, it's about communication, which is super interesting because oh that's kind of what gosh. you're all about. Absolutely. The word so, Lord. So 43. Let's okay. Go there. The this w- is not witchcraft. This is angel cards and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no, so they're called... Yeah, they're called angel cards or, or oracle cards. Oracle. What okay. does she call them? Yeah, she calls them oracle okay. cards. Um, I call them uh, angel cards because the first deck that I ever got was from uh, a lady named Doreen Virtue. Okay. Um, she doesn't practice anymore, but she used to be uh, like an online psychic. She had all these card decks that she created, and she called hers angel cards. Okay. So that's sort of where I got the name from. Um, oh, so 43. We are discovering the word Lord. (laughs) This is so fun. All right. The word Lord rules communication of all kinds and lets you know that positive interactions can be expected when he arrives as your ally. Ah, Talking about Florida. He only speaks with positive words and praises all he sees. He reminds you of the laws of abundance and praise. When you bless the world, it blesses you back. When you say affirming, supportive words, they carry an energy that returns to you in physical form. This could also mean your relationship, who is all about affirmations, right? Yeah. And words. Just yes. talk about supportive words. 
Remember that each one has power and will resonate into the universe, seeking its reflection in manifest form. Your body represents, uh, no, sorry, your body responds to praise, as does everything in the world around you. Praise it for its inherent health and beauty. Applaud yourself for everything you do, as even the tiniest accomplishments are important. Praise your bills, give thanks for the services you enjoy, and watch the ability to pay them increase as you align with spirits increasing power. This is also a time to remember the powerful practice of affirmations. We just oh, spoke about that. That's amazing. Write them down and speak them aloud as a spiritual exercise. Say it, to, uh, say it is so and it will be. It's a very auspicious sign when the word Lord chooses to be your ally. Amazing. Wow. Okay. All right. And your final one is about preparation. So you're talking about your clients. So I think that the altar priestess. And also I think one of my, uh, one of my, not a strength, something, an area that I'm working on is organization. Really? Okay. Managing all kinds of things at once. I'm juggling a lot, right? Okay. Yes. So this is, I I can't wait to hear what this has to say. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, the altar priestess, the stage is set and the world is waiting for you to take your place in sacred meditation and prayer. As your ally, the altar priestess brings the ritual of reverent interaction with the mundane world world. You're being required now to see everything as sacred, all of life as a meditation and every action as a prayer of devotion. When you're able to perceive the world in this way, your question will lead you to the appropriate answer. If all is sacred, how can anything be wrong? Hmm. Ask how you can shift your consciousness to see your circumstances through the eyes of the divine and you will realize how perfect and sacred everything is right now. That's a beautiful message. Thank you. And that goes hand in hand with the motto. I love it. Okay, well, awesome. So um, final question. Well, actually, I have two more questions for you. Uh, First, what are you doing as a matchmaker for Valentine's? Oh, for Valentine's (laughs) Day, I am actually hosting a love mixer. It is called the Mix and Match Love Mixer at... Hotel X in Toronto. Fun. It is in the Falcon Sky Bar, the rooftop. Okay. And it is open for both couples and singles. Really? We will be doing some icebreakers, some dating games, networking. So for singles who want to put that spark into their relationship, you need to, oh no, couples who want to put the spark, you would come there. Uh, The hotel's gorgeous. Okay. Uh, There's an overnight stay. um, And of course, the party itself will be a lot of fun awesome um, is this the hotel that you were at this weekend yeah cool i was just looking at your uh instagram story it just looks awesome luxury uh establishment i book i played tennis there we watched a movie the outdoor pool uh, like the rooftop the rooftop has an open area where um it's above like open yeah covered area it's heated, although... I know, um, I could see, like, the yeah, smoke coming out yeah, of it, it or the crazy. steam. I mean, yeah. It was fun. Cool. Yeah, for those of you who want to get tickets, you can go to Eventbrite, and okay. it's called the um, Mix and Match Love Mixer. Fun. Yeah. Oh, so will you and your husband be there for that? Yeah, I'll, be, ho- I'll be hosting, um, doing games. He will likely be taking my pictures. <laughs> me with me and selfies. Your Instagram husband? My Instagram, yeah, my IG husband. Everyone, I love it. Yeah, Everyone has one now. Everyone has one. <laughs> you, if not, let's work on getting one, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Honestly, I think this is great because I, I think uh, the trouble with Valentine's Day is that everyone gets so excited for it and then it comes around and no one knows, knows what to do. So this yeah. is like a fun little It is fun. It's fun. Whether you want to make it a Valentine's Day thing, bring your girls. Oh, that's you cute. Know, if you have a single friend, if you're a couple and you want to bring... Like a friend. A single friend. Yeah. Because you can play matchmaker. I think it's great when, you know, instead of having the perspective of third wheel, like you just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Take the pressure off of Valentine's Day and just make it about you and having fun and maybe the opportunity to, to connect with others. Sure. I love that. Yeah. You know, a couple years ago, I actually, it was the first time I was single on Valentine's Day in a while. And 
I How thought, did, did, it, did it feel weird? You know, I decided it wasn't going to be weird. Good. And I, I, what I did actually is uh, I was in university at the time and I, um, you know how when you're in elementary school, you give like the little valent Valentine's, um, like letters. What are they called? Uh, uh Valentine. Yeah. The Valentine's. Yeah. yeah. Val- a Valentine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> I've been I've been out of school for I a while. So. <laughs> um, I actually haven't bought my yeah I haven't bought Valentine's Day cards for a while. Oh. I will be doing that soon because I have a toddler. Yeah, but not yet. She's not in school yet. Shoppers yeah. has a ton. I was just gonna yeah. buy some the other day. But yeah, that's what. So I bought a whole bunch, and then I just decided that I was gonna make little goodie bags, and then oh. I just like yeah I made probably like. 30 goodie bags and different Valentines. And then I just gave it to different people around my university. And I changed, I changed the idea of the Valentine's day being about like having a relationship to a day about spreading love. And it was so much better. That's actually what it's about. And that's actually what it's about. But for some reason there's the stigma like, Oh, if you're not in a relationship, you need to hate Valentine's and it shouldn't be that way. You should embrace that. It's a day about giving love. I mean, if it makes you feel good, I'm sure there's an anti Valentine's day party somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever floats your (laughs) Boat. Whatever floats your boat. But if you happen to be the person that loves it, that doesn't have a partner, this could be like a good way to just, you know, make yeah, yourself. I'm all about celebrating love, great. whether you're single, coupled, whatever. Yeah. Would love you to join me and I will promise it'll be a great time. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Final question. Yeah. What is a goal you're working on right now? This is my ah. favorite question to ask. Goal I'm, you know, um, what is a goal? I'm actually working on my YouTube, ch- launching a YouTube channel. Sick. Yeah. Yes. I love uh, it. A podcast is a, a podcast is something that's in the mix, but it yeah. will not be a solo thing. I was asked to do a podcast with somebody as a, a co-hosted situation on dating Fun. and relationships. Um, but but right now I'm in the process of launching my YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, because I want to help single men be better daters i love it be more chivalrous yes teach them the things that maybe their mom might have not had time for (laughs) (laughs) well online you know there was a lot of you know separation happening for the the grown-up kids right now when their parents and then you know their mom had to work full-time and that happened in my family because there are sometimes the male figures they don't have male figures to actually teach them these old school that is a big problem modern day yep. you know etiquette yep and i call Agreed. it netiquette etiquette just being an overall kind person mm-hmm. um and appearing making it an easier process for women who are dating online they're so disheartened by what's out there yeah. and i just think if i could clean that up just a little bit it would be a much better experience oh that's such a great yeah. goal i'm so excited for you, you man i hope you do do that that that's exactly what it's you just happen. you nailed it on the button and that's why i think i was so like ready for when i when i came across the guy that i'm with now like there i've never dated a guy like him before like every uh, first off, i hope you're listening guy <laughs> that nobody knows he's definitely not gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> But okay. <laughs> well, you know, he's like, busy. Yeah, send him this snippet. Yeah, right? I will. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like all my exes, like most of them like didn't even have jobs. Like I think it's actually a real problem right now with males. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, and I do think uh, a big part of it is oh, not having, I know, a whole other topic, a whole but a big part topic. of it I do yeah. think is what you you nailed it on is is not having the male figure, um, yeah. you know, to look up to while growing up, right? Yeah, so just it's interesting. Not, not having the the example i think the example, modern family yeah. now there is uh, there isn't a clear definition of modern family anyway yeah <laughs> so if um you know we i can help men become better men better daters uh make a better experience for ladies then uh that's what i'm gonna do uh, amazing Thank well you. all the best on that Yay. um but let's finish the podcast just okay. telling everyone everyone where they can find you all your social media um, oh it's super simple it's at Carmelia Ray, my my Instagram, my website, CarmeliaRay.com, uh, YouTube, perfect. LinkedIn. It's just me, my first and last name, Carmelia Ray. So if you need some help with finding your perfect mates, you know where to go now, guys. Yes. Now, do you also help uh, via online at all? Yes. You do. Okay, online. great. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, oh, I'm no, I was just thinking, sorry, for someone that's in like another country. Oh, yeah. I, have yeah. A, I do a lot of coaching for clients that are outside of cool. Toronto. Okay, perfect. It uh, doesn't matter where in the world. We can Skype. That's we can what video, I was thinking. Okay, cool. FaceTime. Yeah. 
totally perfect awesome well it was so amazing having you here thank, thank you. you so I've much had so much fun and uh don't forget guys the famous motto nowadays is uh <laughs> the grass is always greenest where you are right now so i just like finishing on that note and reminding everyone to appreciate where they are and uh, be thankful in this moment love you guys so so much and as always i'm sending you so much love light and motivation to go tackle your goals Namaste.